0: Hi, welcome to In the Trenches with Andrew Taylor, where we talk about millennials and this crazy world they're adulting into. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Today I want to talk about addiction. If addiction hasn't touched you in some way, shape, or form yet in this life, I promise you it will. It's a really misunderstood issue. It's fascinating and heartbreaking all at the same time. I I went to the University of Utah and got my Substance Abuse Counseling Certificate in 2013, and it opened up to me a whole new world of understanding about what people are dealing with who are going through addiction, and especially their families, and the people surrounding them. One of the things I learned was that d- addiction is a disease, and people who are on the outside of addiction get really pissed off when people say that. And I, it's, it's understandable. When you hear addiction is a disease, your first thought is, um, no, those people are making a choice to do those things. And you're right. Initially, when someone starts using substances, there is choice involved. We know through the neurodynamics of what drugs does to the brain, that it does become a disease. And once it becomes a disease, it's no longer about willpower. We love to think, oh, if they just tried harder, uh, they wouldn't be addicted anymore and they could get over this. It's really not about that at that point. I've seen people sit in front of me that have lost it all. They've lost their family, they've lost their money, they've lost their career and yet they know it's not going well for them and they know addiction's a problem and there they are saying yeah if you put xyz substance in front of me I do it right now and that is i think a good working a uh, good working definition of addiction is the desire to continue to use despite really negative consequences in your life and I, so why does this happen well you got to understand the brain, a little bit, and what goes on in the brain with substance abuse. The midbrain, the caveman brain, that's the part of our brain that basically says we need these things to survive food, water, air, sex. It's a survival part of our brain, the caveman. And when people start abusing drugs, basically, drugs get put in and programmed into that midbrain so powerfully that it can become top of that list where they literally think if I don't get this substance, I'm going to die. That's how powerful addiction can be ingrained into the brain. Along with that reprogramming of the midbrain, there's a problem with the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex is the part of our brain that helps us make good decisions and use good reason and sort of control the midbrain. The midbrain's like, I want it all and I want it now. The uh, the prefrontal cortex says, well, you know, let's let's think about this before we jump into it. I like to use the chocolate chip cookie example. Um, the midbrain's like, let's eat a hundred chocolate chip cookies. They taste awesome, and I like them. The prefrontal cortex is up there going, okay, cool, cookies are good, but uh, if we eat hundred cookies, we might get sick. And The prefrontal cortex is like, well, and we're also going to go for a run later, trying to wash the waistline. Why don't we just eat one cookie, maybe two, if they're exceptionally good cookies? That's what the prefrontal cortex does for us. And it's important to understand that because in addiction, the connection between the midbrain and the prefrontal cortex is damaged. And so that ability to make good decisions is hijacked. addiction that's where people if you are around an addict and love an addict or have been in a situation where you're involved with an addict, from the outside looking in it's insanity it looks crazy and it can feel crazy because you see this person you love continuing to make awful decision after awful decision after awful decision and that's that's why it's that prefrontal cortex that judgment piece that is destroyed and basically makes it hard for people to make good decisions. This is what's going on in the brain in terms of the damage that's done and the reprogramming that happens. I think also to understand how people get addicted, it's important to understand the dopamine factor. You know, our brains are programmed in such a way that dopamine tells us when something's good. We eat food, it tastes good, we feel good. And we go, ah, it tastes good. I want some more food. It's a survival instinct. You give someone you love a big hug or your spouse or significant other, you give them a kiss. feels good. The brain releases little natural bits of dopamine to say, hey, this is good stuff for your life. What happens when someone takes drugs is that dopamine, there's a huge rush of dopamine well beyond the natural flush. And that creates sort of a problem in the brain first of all it feels great and that's why people like it okay but but then it makes it that much harder to produce more dopamine it it mixes up the chemicals and so what you often will see is people who are using drugs and substances they're getting more and more depressed they're getting they're getting less they're taking they're getting a lot less pleasure out of the things in life that they they got That they enjoyed before they started doing drugs. A great way to understand this is with the metaphor of a car factory. If I'm producing 500 cars a day and I'm selling 500 cars a day, we've got a good flow of work right there. Imagine on one day I produced 5,000 cars and I'm only selling 500 a day, there's gonna be a backup. The next day, where do we put all the cars? There's problems. I, you know, we don't have like. How do we even make more cars with all these cars to sell? You get the point. That's essentially what we're doing to the brain when we do drugs. There's this huge dopamine rush, and and it 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 off balances the system. For people with depression, anxiety, uh, that are struggling with disorders, uh, you can be especially prone to it. Now, there's always the question, what causes addiction? Is it genetic? Well, there is a genetic component, but it's also environmental. There's a social aspect to addiction as well, the nurture, the environment, how you've been raised, Um, and then there's a psychological environment. And that's, again, back to the depression, the anxieties. They call it the biopsychosocial model. And to say it's one thing really does it an injustice. It's actually quite, quite a bit more complex than that. There's a great video that I would recommend. You can find it on YouTube. Kevin McCauley, uh, he made a video called Pleasure Unwoven. He uses a lot of you know, outdoor metaphors, and it's a really interesting video. He goes in way more detail than I do. He's way more eloquent than I am. But if you're interested in understanding more about addiction, definitely look up that video. Like I said, if it hasn't touched you yet, it will. And... I see a lot of anger and frustration and and hurt and pain go into uh, the family and support around people who are suffering with addiction and a little bit of education can go a long way. You know, another thing that is interesting to know, oftentimes people with the best of intentions when working with an addict will give them money, give them food, give them stuff and it actually is counterproductive. I had a friend one time call me up and he's like, hey, Andrew, I know you're studying this. I've got a friend who you know, popped into town. He's dealing with a heroin addiction. He didn't have any food. He didn't have a cell phone. I bought him a cell phone. I gave him 200 bucks. And I said, oh, man, you just funded another week or two of use. And so helping isn't always helping when it comes to addiction. If you know someone's struggling or struggling, seek professional help and if they're unwilling to go you go get professional help and learn how you can support that person without continuing to support the addiction so I I look forward to doing more interviews where we'll be talking to more people about addiction this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg but I, I wish every single person knew about this I think it would help a lot of anger and frustration and help people be able to support the ones that they love So thanks for joining and shoot me an email or make some comments if you have any questions. And uh, thanks for being here. Take care.